0: Freaks. Welcome
1: back.
0: I'm Britt and I'm Carrie, and it's Carrie's turn again because I couldn't find my notes.
1: <laughs> oh, she knows where they're at.
0: Uh, my, yeah, she
1: sent them to school with her children.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't read them in class.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, here. That let me just get out my notes for my yeah my project today. And, uh, <laughs> oh wait, this is about a murder. <laughs> so my turn will be next time. Okay, so I don't really know where to start with this dude. So I'm just going to start at the beginning. Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. Today we're doing with uh, Robert Hansen. He was named The Butcher Baker.
0: The Butcher Baker.
1: This guy was actually brought to my attention from my 16-year-old son, mm-hmm. which sounds a little creepy. Yeah, it nice. is. <laughs> but he said that he was watching something. I don't even know where he said he was watching, but he was watching something. And I was couldn't think of an idea of who to do one on this week. Mm-hmm. And uh I said, Bub, you got any ideas? You know, just aggravating him, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I got one. <laughs> this is this is a interesting one. So, hopefully, this will give you some info. I've heard about it, but I don't know all the details. Well, I, we're also drinking coffee because it's <laughs> my third cup. Yeah, this is also my third cup, which is strange for me because it's already like noon. <laughs> yeah, cause. I'm doing well. <laughs> usually I have the third cup by nine thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't usually start work till nine. So we're doing pretty good today. It's okay. So please ignore me if you hear me swallowing. <laughs> it's all right. That sounded real dirty. <laughs> I did. I'm i I'll I'll edit it out. Nah, <laughs> just leave it. <laughs> okay. So Robert Hansen. He was born Robert Christian Hansen on February 15, 1939, in Esterville, Iowa, at Cloman Hospital. Uh, Robert was the oldest of two children, born to his parents, Edna Margaret Peterson, who was an American, and Christian Hansen, who was Danish. Okay. In 1942, the family moved to Richmond, California but moved back to Iowa in 1949, eventually settling in Pocahontas. It's Pocahontas, Iowa. Pocahontas, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert's father, Christian, owned and operated a bakery in Pocahontas where Robert worked um, and, you know, like helped out with his, with his family while growing up. Okay. You know, I don't really consider it work when you're a small child. Yeah. If you're not <laughs> Even though before. you're really working your ass off for your family. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really count um as a teenager he still had like a really bad stutter and really bad acne that really scarred up his face
0: oh i hate that
1: i know and that's it's awful but you know a lot of people have that yeah um and because of this he was extremely shy um but (laughs) in true asshole fashion (laughs) He grew up hating um, attractive girls in school Uh because he didn't get their attention.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He would just like sit around and come up with fantasies of awful and mean revenge things to get back at them for them not giving him attention. That's not cool. Which to me, you know, makes zero sense. Because when he was the shy one who didn't even put himself out there to try to get attention. Right. He was mad at them.
0: For not, for not just giving him attention, to yeah, him. just
1: not like running to him, okay, and being like, "Woo," you know, yeah, that don't make a lot of sense to me, no. But you know, whatever, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robert was described as being a loner, and that his father was uh, very domineering, so this made for like a very troubled relationship between the two. But like, I feel like most fathers back then were pretty domineering. Yeah. Um so robert really found some refuge in archery and hunting which i mean you know sometimes same (laughs) right because you know like uh the concentration kind of gets your mind off of your issues that you have in your life i outlet. know yeah just kind of an outlet Mm -hmm. because for me if i'm shooting bow then (laughs) (laughs) sorry the cushion on my chair just made noise (laughs) um But, you know, if you're shooting bow, you're really concentrating on making sure that the wind's right. You've got the, you know, you've got everything just right. Right. You have to make sure that everything is adjusted correctly. And you got to take your deep breath at the right time. And, you know, everything's just got to be right. And so you're really not concentrating on everything else going on in your mind. Um, So that makes sense to me. Right. Um, In 1957, Robert decided to join the Army, so basically right after he graduated high school. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, He went into the Army Reserve, and he served in that for a year. Um, After that, he volunteered as an assistant drill instructor at a police academy in Pocahontas, Iowa. And knowing everything I already know about him, (laughs) that's not scary to think about at all, huh? Mm. (laughs) Uh, While working as a drill instructor and still working in his father's bakery... Um, he met a woman and they fell in love. They were married in 1960. And now I've checked, you know, quite a few websites uh-huh. and her name's never mentioned. Oh, okay. And probably for her own safety. Right. Um, I wouldn't want to be mentioned as married to this man either. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't want to be mentioned as married to the ones I was married to, but they're not <laughs> even as bad as this dude.
0: Exactly. So I get it.
1: In December of 1960, Robert was arrested for burning down a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage.
0: Oh, my God. As
1: revenge for being unpopular in high school. Oh. Yeah, that'll show
0: him. Oh, my gosh, that's terrible. (laughs)
1: Like, you're a grown-ass man. Yeah. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, someone that happened to be friends with him found out that it was him that did this, and he turned him in. Good. He served twenty months of a three-year prison sentence in Anamosa State Penitentiary. Three months into his sentence, his wife divorced him. Obviously, she's a super smart woman, so she. I'm definitely glad that she like saw this is not normal behavior and got out. And she was like, "Huh,
0: fuck this. Yeah, I'm
1: not doing it." (laughs) Um, Also, during this his time in prison, Robert was diagnosed with manic depression with periodic schizophrenic episodes. Oh. The psychiatrist at the prison noted in Robert's file that he had an infantile personality and was obsessed with getting back at people that he thought had wronged him in life. So basically, this um, psychiatrist kind of hit the nail on the head with him. Yeah. Like, they were like, you are being a toddler. Right. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. Get over things that happened to you when you were a child. Yeah. You need some more therapy. You
0: <laughs> need to work through it.
1: Yeah. Obviously, he did not. <laughs> because mm. we're continuing with this story. Okay. Um. Robert was jailed, like, a bunch of times after that. <laughs> um, He was jailed for, like, petty theft, like, mm-hmm. off and on for years. Okay. Like, just – it didn't really give me an exact amount of times. Okay. Um, But during this time, he found another woman – To fall in love with him. (laughs) Or at least to marry him. Yeah. In 1963, this is when he married him. uh, Or married her, I'm sorry. The two of them had two children and then moved to Anchorage, Alaska in 1967. Um, I also couldn't find the names of his children or the name of this wife. Okay. And she was not mentioned, nor the children, in anything
0: else after this. Right. They probably want their privacy, and
1: and I would like to give it to them because yeah, I wouldn't want to be associated with this man. He <laughs> uh, from everything else that I found, he was a well liked man by his neighbors, and he was actually able to set um, new record breaking hunting accomplishments. Um, so everything was basically going really well for him in Alaska.
0: Okay, fresh start.
1: Yeah, but ba- you know, just basically wanted he. Move there, and he's got like this nice fresh start with this new wife and his kids, and everything's going great. Yeah. Until December of 1971, Robert was arrested twice. The first arrest <laughs> was for kidnapping and attempting to rape an anonymous housewife. <gasps> um, she didn't want her name to be part of a record. Uh-huh. Um, Robert pled no contest to the assault with a deadly weapon.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: with the anonymous housewife. Um, the second charge was for raping an unidentified sex worker. Oh, no. The rape charge was dropped <laughs> as part of a plea bargain.
0: Oh, Which
1: no. pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. Because no one deserves to be raped. No. So, he should have for sure been held accountable for this. Uh, yeah. And I feel like they just did the plea bargain part, um, and didn't charge him <laughs> just because she was a sex worker. That's just my opinion on it. Right. But I feel that that's what happened. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. (laughs) No. (laughs) At all. Um, So this asshole was sentenced to five years in prison. (laughs) And after serving only six months. Six months? Six motherfucking months. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He was put on a work release program and sent to a halfway house. Like, really? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I've got in my notes here... (laughs) uh why the hell do they do this I don't <laughs> this man know. is obviously deranged why and dangerous yes why would they want to release him like out into the public again he's got a serious record he's got arson he's got rape uh why
0: <laughs> so what what happened to his wife and children at this point uh
1: they are not mentioned
0: again they're not mentioned okay they're not mentioned at all okay
1: so, my hope for her is that she grabbed got her and kids got and got away left. because they are literally not mentioned at all after this. Okay.
0: I mean, that's what I would do. I would get my kids and leave.
1: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just insane. Um, And again, he is arrested for larceny after he was caught stealing from a Fred Meyer store. He stole a chainsaw.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He was sentenced to. I'm, I don't mean to laugh at this guy, but I'm not laughing at what he's done. I'm laughing at the sheer audacity of this fucking man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he literally
1: thinks that he can do anything.
0: Well, I mean, he's basically gotten a slap on the wrist for everything exactly. he's done. Exactly. And that's why I just don't understand how that happens. If I stole a
1: piece of bubble gum,
0: it'd be 10 years.
1: <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, Mm-mm, she thought about stealing more, so she's going down. Yeah. <laughs> Like, even if it was an accident. One time I accidentally stole Tums. Yeah. Because they were under this big bag of cat food that I had in my buggy at Walmart. <laughs> oh, my God. And we get out to the car, right? Yeah. And me and Brady, or my, that's my son, Brady, if you all don't know. <laughs> I know Britta knows. Yeah. Um, But, like, we were loading everything in the back of the car, and I moved this big old bag of cat food, and I was like, oh, shit.
0: Oh, no. I just stole Tums.
1: So we load everything up in there, and of course it's raining. Of course it is. <laughs> But I can't steal tums. No, especially with my kids standing there. So I so go back in and pay. I for grab it. the tums. I'll walk back in, and I pay for the fucking tums. Yeah, <laughs> and then I leave again. <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even steal tums. Yeah. Okay. And this guy is raping people and stealing chainsaws. Stealing the chainsaw. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Robert himself claimed that starting in 1973, he became a serial rapist. Oh. He would pick up prostitutes from Anchorage's Tenderloin District.
0: Oh, that sounds really bad.
1: Yeah. And take them by his bush plane out into the wilderness where he would rape and torture them. He also told police that the prostitutes who would um, comply, he would return to Anchorage Alive and those who didn't he would kill
0: oh my gosh and
1: by comply i mean um would basically swear to him that they would never go to the police about it
0: okay so he was a pilot as well
1: um well he and one thing that i read said that they would not give him his pilot license because of the medication he was supposed to be on okay but he just fucking flew one anyway he's
0: a felon anyways right okay
1: but he just he flew it anyway okay he didn't care Um, and from 1973 to 1983, he had abducted and raped at least 30 women in this exact way.
0: Oh, my God. And he
1: let go, um, all but about 17 of the women that he picked up between 80 and 83. Um, those 17 were far less fortunate.
0: Oh, that's awful. In early
1: 1980. Robert reported a burglary to his home, which was just something he staged himself so that he could um, actually lose nothing okay, and still get an insurance payout for the break-in. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Robert used this money to open his own bakery in town, which did pretty well because he was so well-liked by people in town, Mm -hmm. and he had so much knowledge from working at his father's bakery growing up. Right. And, you know, he already knew how to do everything and how to basically run the business. Right. So he was doing really well with his bakery. Okay. So uh, now he gets worse. Oh. (laughs) I know. Um, (laughs) This dude has been pretty bad up until now, but we're about to get to, like, the most dangerous game. Oh, no. I know about that. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to go all uh, most
0: dangerous game up in this bitch. (laughs) Um, That's that's taking me back to uh, freshman year right there. Oh, gosh, I thought it was middle school. Was it? It was. It was eighth grade. Yeah. English. Um,
1: For these 17 women, the ones that I spoke about before, Mm -hmm. they went through something so horrible. (laughs) I don't even want to think about it. But if you know the story, the most dangerous game, then you know how this goes. We read this in, like, middle school. See? (laughs) I see. (laughs) I I even wrote it. it. (laughs) Um, And I found it so interesting that someone could be so sadistic, like, at that time. Yeah. I just remember thinking that it was so interesting that somebody could rot and come up with something like this. Right. Like that story. And then there's this man who does it in real life. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Robert would uh, kidnap these women, fly them to his cabin, which was only accessible by plane or boat rape and torture them. Then he would release them in the wilderness. He would give them a head start and then track these women and hunt them down.
0: Like an animal. Just like an animal. Knowing that they had nowhere to really go. Oh, absolutely.
1: There's no way they could actually escape. Right. Um, Even if they really wanted to. Yeah. Um, Robert's crimes really became known in 1982 when an exotic dancer, Sherry Morrow's body was found near Nicknack River. Not Nicknack River. I made that up. You did. That just came straight out of my face. It does say Nick. It does. Ooh, I just made that all up. It's okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> my mouth really wanted to say that. The Nick River.
0: <laughs> the Nicknack
1: River. Uh, Nick River. <laughs> By two off-duty police officers. It actually took them around two weeks to be able to identify her, oh. and a spent 223 shell casing was found near her body just laying in the dirt. Um, two years before that, there were two women found similarly to Sherry by construction workers near... Oh, here's a word I'm not sure how to say. Oh, I should have looked that up. Ekluna. Eklutna? Eklutna. That's what this <laughs> is. Eklutna. Eklutna. Okay, I'm going to go with that because that's okay. what it's saying. Okay. Okay. Eklutna Road that had not been identified. The first was nicknamed Eklutna Annie, and the second was found to be a topless dancer, Joanne Messina. On June 13th, 1983, a prostitute, Cindy Paulson, was picked up by Robert. Cindy was just 17 years old. Oh. Robert offered Cindy $200 to give him a blowjob. Oh. So obviously she got in the car.
0: She got in
1: the car. Um and right after entering his car and he started to pull away, he pulled a gun on her. Mm. He drove her to his house in Muldoon where he chained Cindy by the neck to a post in the basement where he was able to torture and rape her.
0: Oh, that's so terrifying.
1: And I guess this just took a lot out of him. Because after he was finished with this part, he decided to leave her restrained by the neck in the basement Okay. <laughs> and go just across the room, still in the basement,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: take a nap on a couch. Oh, my gosh. Um, and after his little rest, <laughs> he put her back in his car and drove her to Muriel Field uh, Airport, uh-huh. where he kept his plane. This is where he informed her that he was taking her to his cabin. And Cindy crouched down in the back seat of his car while her wrists were still cuffed in front of her. Uh-huh. Um, while Robert was loading the cockpit of his plane, she saw her opportunity to escape him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: While his back was turned, Cindy, Cindy <laughs> slowly crawled out of the front seat and into the... Or out of the back seat, I'm sorry, into the front seat and opened the driver's side door and ran as hard as she could toward 6th Avenue. Good girl. Um... Thinking quick, she had left her blue tennis shoes on the passenger side of the car in the back seat, just as some evidence that she had actually been in the car. Okay. Um, basically, out of the corner of his eye, he saw her running. hmm And he chased her, but she was able to make it to the street before he was able to catch up with her. Oh, and good. And a driver actually saw her. And this man's name was also Robert, which is strange. That's strange, yeah. <laughs> uh, his name is Robert Unt. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, he was very alarmed by the way she looked and um, because obviously she was beaten. and Yeah, tortured. And she had her hands handcuffed and she was barefoot. Yeah. So he stopped and he picked her up and he was basically just a, a good Samaritan at this point. <laughs> um, he drove her to like the closest place, which was um, it was in like a motel. It was called the Mush Inn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Where she immediately jumps out of the truck and runs inside and begs the clerk to call her boyfriend or her pimp. Okay. Different sources say different things. Okay. Um, <laughs> the good Samaritan Robert, that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> yeah. Um, continued on to work after he after Cindy jumped out of his truck, but he also called the police because he was so freaked out by her appearance. Okay. Um, because, I mean, I would too. <laughs> well, yeah. I would definitely call the police. You know, a handcuffed and barefoot woman running on a road. Yeah, I'm calling Something the police. Definitely Something's going happened. on. Yeah. But I'm sure that, you know, with her being a sex worker, she was probably worried.
0: That no one would believe her.
1: That, plus to involve the police. And, you know, it's illegal. Yeah. And she didn't want to be like, I got in trouble. the car with him because he offered me $200. You know? Right. Well, The police arrived at the Mush Inn to find that Cindy had taken a cab to the Big Tender Motel, Timber, not (laughs) (laughs) Tinder,
0: the Big Tender Motel,
1: sorry about that, Uh, where her boyfriend or pimp
0: Mm -hmm. was,
1: and I'm going to go with pimp in this case, because I would think that if I called my boyfriend and he didn't immediately come to my rescue and was just like, nah, take a cab to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, they would need cops, all right, but not for <laughs> my situation I was already in. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, the officers arrived to the Big Timber Motel and found Cindy still handcuffed and alone
0: in oh, one no. of the, in
1: one of the rooms. Um, she was just basically hiding in one of the rooms.
0: Okay.
1: Um, they took her to the police headquarters where she gave description of Robert Hansen. And a description of his motherfucking plane. Uh Uh-huh. Colors and all. Uh Uh-huh. With the tail number. Okay. (laughs) Meaning the identifying number of his plane. Okay. Which, you know, is basically a um, license plate. Yeah. Or a plane. Right. They don't actually have license plates, but you know what I'm saying. Right. And, of course, when the police ask... (laughs) Robert Hansen about this. He denied the accusation Mm -hmm. saying that Cindy was just trying to cause him trouble because he wouldn't pay for her demands for sex. Okay. Yeah. Even with his prior record for rape. Yeah. Because he had such a humble occupation as a baker and people liked him along with his motherfucking friend, John Henning Uh giving him a fake alibi for that day. Ugh he was not considered a suspect. Oh my gosh. Um like I literally can't wrap my mind around this. <laughs> Cuz guys, he had an actual literal record for rape. <laughs> but hey, he's an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> he makes super good bread. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, no way he did this. Yeah,
0: that's his Nobody plain that number. makes bread could be a rapist. Wrong?
1: Yeah. I guess um you know, that's his plain number, but, you know, she has sex with people to make money, so obviously that's worse. Yeah. Please, I hope you guys know that that was obvious sarcasm. Um, <laughs> I really hate people sometimes, and just because you are a sex worker does not mean you are not a person. right? I just need people to know that. Anyway, <laughs> back to Robert's murders. Detective Glenn Froth. Flaw. Good God, I can't talk. <laughs> Detective Glenn Froth. That sounds right. Okay, it's what it's going to be. Of the Alaskan State Troopers has been part of the team investigating the bodies found in and around Anchorage, Seward, 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 yeah, we're going to go with Seward, and the Matanuska, God, I suck at pronouncing (laughs) names, Matanuska Sistina Valley area. (laughs) This includes the bodies of... Eklutna. Eklutna Annie. <laughs> I forgot how to say it again. Um, who was found near the Uklutna River. <laughs> Joanna Messina, who was found in a gravel pit. And a third woman, 23-year-old Sherry Morrow, who was discovered in the shallow grave near the... What did I say that was?
0: Nick River. You yeah. called it Nick-Nack, but... <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> near the Nick River. Detective Floth... Believed all three women were killed in the same or killed by the same person. Seeing as he thought that, you know, this meant a big red flag for a serial killer. Yeah. Um, Detective Floth contacted the FBI Special Agent John Douglas. Love John Douglas. Uh, apparently, he is wonderful, <laughs> but he is spot on. I've read several books for um, him. He helped with an offender profile based on the three different bodies that were discovered. This fucking awesome ass man, (laughs) special agent John Douglas, gave us an amazing profile. According to him, the killer would be an experienced hunter, have low self-esteem, have a history of being rejected by women, might have a stutter...
0: Where crazy? the hell did he get
1: this at? This is I don't amazing. Know, but he's
0: like magic.
1: Um, and be compelled to keep suben- s- souvenirs. Souvenirs. Talk- souvenirs. Souvenirs. Souvenirs of his victims like jewelry. I mean, this man was pretty dead on. Yeah. Pun intended. Like, he, he <laughs> truly had a gift. Oh, I mean, I think he might be psychic. I mean, he's been. <laughs> like, I feel like he just was. <laughs> um, Using this profile, Detective Floth um, checked out all possible suspects until he finally reached Robert Hansen, who fit the profile to a T and owned a plane. Because at this point, he had never even heard of Robert Hansen. Okay. Um, now, Cindy Paulson's report from her rape and kidnapping is finally coming into play. Okay. So, Detective Fluth is finally hearing this. Yeah. And he's basically like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Why did I not hear about this? Um, A warrant was finally given to search Robert's plane, vehicles, and home. On October 27th, 1983, the investigators found jewelry and IDs that belonged to some of the missing women. Firearms were found hidden away in a corner of Robert's attic, including a Ruger Mini-14 that shot the um, two two three ammo and an aeronomical... Oh, God, I knew I was going to say that word wrong as soon as I (laughs) typed it. Aeronautical chart. <laughs> this is a navigational reference for pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, hidden behind Robert's headboard to his bed. Okay. There were 37 small X marks on it. Oh. Many of these X marks matched up to where bodies of women had been found that they hadn't even connected to him yet.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: some they had yet to find.
0: So he was basically like just led them to them.
1: Pretty much um Robert was confronted with the evidence found in his home. And of course, he denied it all as long as he possibly could. <laughs> yeah. But then he did as most men do. Guess what he did? <laughs> he blamed the women. Of course. To justify his actions. Of course. He just started to confess to each piece of evidence as they presented it. He wasn't going to be like, oh, yeah, all this. But every time that they would pull out another piece, he would just be like, oh, fine. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and eventually he admitted to attacks against women in Alaska starting in 1971. Oh my goodness. And his earliest victims were between the ages of 16 and 19 Ugh. and not prostitutes like the ones later who actually got him discovered.
0: Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Hang on, I'm going to get a drink. Yeah, I'll get a drink on that one. Mm, I feel like I need something
1: stronger than coffee. <laughs> it's too early for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Robert was only formally charged with four murders. Four? Yes. Sherry Morrow, Joanna Messina...
0: Ekluna. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) Ekluna Annie, and Paula Golding. Oh. He was also charged with the kidnapping and rape of Cindy Paulson. Okay. After being arrested, Robert was charged with assault, kidnapping, multiple weapons offenses... Theft and insurance fraud. You know, the insurance fraud for the fake break in of his house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had uh they had figured out that he had um buried a lot of the things that he said that were stolen in his uh-huh. backyard. And they found it. And then they went and then afterwards he went and dug it up and put it back in his house. Oh and they my found gosh. it all when they went and did the um, What a dummy. <laughs> like complete dumbass. Um <laughs> But they were like, Oh hey, didn't this get stolen? he was like uh, Uh, oh yeah yeah um uh Robert was able to get a so robert was able to get a plea bargain after the ballistics came back that the shell casings that were found at the murder sites ratched, (laughs) ratched. jesus (laughs) they ratched they They matched his ruger um he would plead guilty to the four murders that they actually had evidence for Mm -hmm. and um would provide details about the other victims in return for serving his time in a federal prison and them not releasing any of his info to the press. Okay, Like his personal info, I guess. Yeah. Um, part of his uh, plea agreement was to explain the markings on his aviation map to help locate the other victims' bodies. Okay. Um, <laughs> Robert showed the investigators 17 victim sites. Oh. Twelve of them, the investigators didn't even know about.
0: Oh, what a monster.
1: Um, But there remained marks on the map that he refused to give up. Three of those being in Resurrection Bay. Okay. uh, Twelve victims were exhumed by police from their poor, sad burial spots. And their bodies were returned to their families for a proper burial.
0: That's so sad. I just... So there's some that he would not that he tell?
1: absolutely would not say who was there, how long they'd been there.
0: Like why? And like you're already going
1: to jail. Like Maybe they were like personal to him? Maybe. They weren't just like random pickups, maybe they were somebody that, that he actually knew. rejected him.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like some so type weird. of a
1: personal, I don't know, but I would like to know. Yeah. Robert Hansen was sentenced to 461 years in prison with zero possibility of parole. Good. Finally, (laughs) he started out in United States Penitentiary Lewisburg in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. And in 1988, he was transferred back to Alaska and briefly at Lemon Creek (laughs) Correctional Center He was then sent to Spring Creek Correctional Center in Seward. Seward. Listen, guys, I cannot talk today. I keep trying to make these these
0: teas. These are weird words, so. (laughs) And we have weird accents. (laughs) I don't speak Alaskan. (laughs) Speak hillbillyan. Speak Appalachian. Appalachian.
1: so, he was in Spring Creek Correctional Center in, in Seward until May of 2014. That's when he was sent to Anchorage Correctional Complex for health reasons. Okay. Robert Hanson died at the age of 75, which is way longer than he should have lived, mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> August 21st, 2014 is when he passed away at Alaska Regional Hospital in Anchorage, Alaska, from natural causes because of lingering health conditions. Okay. And a list of his known victims because I feel like they need to be heard. Absolutely. Um, Cecilia Beth Van Zanten, age 17. Megan Emmerich, age 17. Mary Kathleen Thiel, age 22. You got to say the name again. Eklutna, Eklutna Annie. Uh, her real name is still unknown. That's so sad. Um, her age would have been between sixteen and twenty-five. Joanna Messina, age twenty-four. Roxanne Esland, Esland sounds right. Age twenty-four. Lisa Futral, age forty-one. Sherry Morrow, age twenty-three. Andrea Fish. Uh, Altry? Altry, yeah. Age 22. Sue Luna, age 23. Robin Pelkey, age 19. Uh, Delenn Sugar Frey, age 20. Paula Golding, age 30. Then we have Cindy Paulson, age 17. She was the only survivor. Mm-hmm. Um. Malay Larson, age 25, Teresa Watson, age 22, Angela Federn?
0: Federn? Yeah.
1: Age 24, Tamara Tammy Pedersen, age 20. And there's more. And there are more. These are the known. Okay. Um, and then there's also all of his rape victims that are not known. That's so sad. Um. And I'm sorry if I did get the victims' names wrong. I do apologize for that, but I did try to say all their names earlier before, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just really bad at pronouncing things. Same. Um, but there are um TV series and documentaries where he's been portrayed, like Cold Case, Criminal Minds, Law and Order, SVU, and apparently very loosely in an episode of Dexter: New Blood.
0: Okay. I mean, I know I've I've heard this storyline before. I just yes, that's why I
1: had definitely heard it before when yeah. my son mentioned it, and I was like, "This guy sounds horrid."
0: Yeah, so I should probably. <laughs> could you imagine just being hunted like no. you're an animal? Oh
1: my god, no! I mean, I'd probably just lay down. Uh, well, yeah, because I'm I don't run. No, because <laughs> I'm. I mean, I got bad knees anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't run and unless there's a spider, I'm not running
0: yeah um and it was like you know what he wanted he wanted exactly to he run. wanted you to run
1: and he i'm just not that a runner. Chase.
0: no i'm not either
1: i'm not as people that just be like all right jesus
0: it's my time
1: <laughs> you might not want me but i'm on my way <laughs> yeah, and that sounds awful
0: but <laughs> i'm not a runner <laughs> not me either but uh yeah that was horrifying yeah, I can't honestly
1: imagine anybody really wanting to do this. And all just stems because, because you he had bad self esteem. And he had
0: yeah. I have bad self esteem. Yeah, but you don't hunt people down.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's according to what day it is. One day I'm the <laughs> baddest bitch in the world and the next day Yeah, but you don't kill I don't people. want anybody to look at me. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, we all have issues and stuff. Exactly. But-
1: But you got to learn to work through them and not without killing people people. or raping people or burning down bus garages.
0: Yeah, that's awful.
1: I mean, people make fun of me in high school and I didn't burn anything down. Yeah, exactly. Guess what? I got over it. I
0: don't even care. care. We don't care.
1: (laughs) They can make fun of me today and I'll just be like, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I am super weird, but I'm cool with it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'd rather be weird than normal. (laughs)
0: Well, <laughs> it's more fun that way <laughs> hey okay guys well thanks for joining us and we will be back next week bye, bye.